The stock market is not the economy. I, I, I think everyone needs a large PSA around that particular topic, as of course, there's other factors right now, particularly the unemployment numbers, the actions by the Fed, and also oil that are a lot bigger contributing factors to exactly the devastating crap storm that's unfolding right now that me and Tim Perchette of the Liberty Advisor will be talking about in this particular video. And of course, one of the biggest stories right now is, of course, new unemployment numbers that have shown another 6.6 .6 million people filing for new unemployment claims, which makes the total now to 10% of America's workforce. And of course, more expected since many of these claims need to take two to three weeks to process. Many states have shut down. Many of the applications aren't going through. So we still don't know the official numbers, but the, the, the number that we have right now is close to 17 million people that are, quote, out of work. And of course, many people expect that to worsen since, of course, the economy hasn't been opening. But the, don't worry, the Federal Reserve has a solution. And what they're going to start doing is bailing out the super rich and helping them out, literally pretty much just buying up any kind of crap that they can on the market promoting reckless behavior and also, you know, socializing the losses of the Uber 0.1%. But that's a whole nother story. Also in oil news, we have uh, what people are calling an extremely bleak outlook as there are even fears of a maxed out storage supply of oil as talks are still wavering between Russia and Saudi Arabia. So yeah, that's happening on the, on the bigger economic vision that, of course, a lot of people are not talking about. Tim, what out of those three stories do you see as the most prevalent and the most impactful today? Well, thanks, Luke. And I... Uh, it and it's Pachote. You did, you've been doing so well yesterday. But anyways, uh, it's everyone's always focused on the stock market, but the bond market is a much, much bigger concern. The bond market is many times the size of the stock market. And what is the bond market? So the bond market is when you lend money to a corporation and then they use that money, what they've been using that money lately has been to buy back their own stocks. But traditionally what would happen is they'd use that money to go invest or maybe some research and development or maybe hire some new, new people. Uh, and so the bond market is really what helps, you know, all this debt is really what keeps everything going because we've been living in a gigantic Ponzi scheme. Now, uh, what the junk bond market is, so there's so these, at the very top, you've got AAA rated bonds, and then it goes down to, to triple B is the lowest tier of what they call investment grade bonds. Once you get below triple B, then it's, uh, they call it high yield bond, which is just a euphemism or a nice word for saying junk. And so the junk bond market has been uh, absolutely exploding in terms of there's been more and more of these, what they call fallen angels, which is a company that was previously investment grade and then gets downgraded into now what is known as junk. And so when you get downgraded to junk, you're going to have all these uh, different exchange traded funds, all these index funds who they have mandates where they can only hold on to certain things. And so if you're mandated to hold only investment grade bonds and all of a sudden you're not investment grade anymore, well, then you're going to be forced to sell. And then that forced selling begets more forced selling. And this was actually one of the major black swans that I pinpointed uh, in February 11th when I was down at uh, Anarchapoco down in Acapulco, Mexico. And on stage, I said, listen, this is the big black swan. I'm pulling that up on screen right now is are going to be these triple B rated bonds that right now represent 50 
50% of the investment grade bond market. And what's going to happen to these triple triple B bonds is historically what we've seen is that you've seen you know a huge percentage of these triple B bonds end up going down into junk category. And so we take a look at the last two recessions between 23% and 45% of the investment grade bonds were downgraded to junk. And so that's you know they said that they pinned that around 600 billion dollars. And so it's funny that all these programs are way more than 600 billion. Well, I guess it's not that funny. Uh, but I knew that this was going to be one of the major, major things that was going to really kick everything off. And so it's sort of ridiculous that, you know, just little old me over here, you know, sitting in my home office can figure this out. But yet all the, you know, big wigs over the Fed can't. So let's get into what the Fed is actually doing. So today we see Fed unveils new bailout program will provide up to $2.3 trillion in loans to, and I'll say this in air quotes, support the economy. Uh, and so who are they supporting? They're supporting the big banks, all the people that use your money to uh, buy back their own stocks and enrich themselves. Uh, but this is another uh, interesting aspect of it. But JP Morgan recently halted all non-government guaranteed small business loans. So unless the government guarantees it, they're not even uh, going to lend money to you. So they've got one Main Street program that's for $600 billion, another program for $850 billion, another program to the state's municipalities for $500 billion. Uh, and so it's funny that this Initial, you know, we talked about how upwards of six hundred billion dollars historically has gone from uh, the investor grade market into junk bonds, and now these programs, you know, dwarf that. Uh, So I mean, it would be almost cheaper just to buy everything, which is, you know, apparently what uh, what they're doing. So I don't want to give them any uh, ideas over here. So this headline out of CNBC: Fed fires an even bigger bazooka, expand its shopping list to include junk bonds. And so the Fed expanded its efforts to save the economy with $2.3 trillion programs aimed at helping businesses and state and local governments. And let's say, you know, this is really not helping the average person that's out there. This is really helping, you know, the they, them, those rich fat cats that are out there, which, you know, this move ended up, you know, making stocks uh, go up, the dollar go down. Uh, Then you also saw, you know, a sell-off in... um, or sorry, sorry, a big, uh, a big rally in gold, and you know the Fed is even now buying junk exchange traded funds. Absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, yeah, yeah Tim. To, to me, this is like a this is like a, a Ponzi scheme f- fueled by the Fed. I mean, what's the point of having free markets when you have them just coming in and rescuing them? But as you just said, at least gold is going up. That's why I've been a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, I'm seeing all the signs. I was like, wait, what's that gold company I was working back all the way in 2013? Uh, and it's uh, getyoursilvernow.com. And I'm like, hey guys, I'm not saying you know, I'm not no financial advice here, but uh, hey, this is our sponsorship that we're renewing at getyoursilvernow.com a couple of weeks ago. And now, of course, you know, the prices are soaring. But but overall, when we look at all of this news, this kind of points out to a disastrous situation for Donald Trump that, again, is caught in a very big dilemma. He doesn't treat this threat seriously. Enough people die, people will blame him. He does take this threat seriously. He closes down the economy. More people will die, maybe, from suicide and other related stress, uh, you know, health injuries because of just the calamity that is this financial reckoning that has been coming a long time for them from the irresponsible behaviors that are being promoted and are being uh, rewarded by the federal reserve so so this this is really laying out to to be a very bad situation even though we're seeing some growth in the stocks and as i mentioned the stocks isn't just the economy when the stock market crashed it didn't create the great depression there was other factors contributing to that that led up and made the Great Depression happen. Um, so it wasn't just the stock, and it's important to understand that bigger factor here. Do you think I'm correct or incorrect? 
Yeah, I mean, and one thing that you were pointing out too before we started this was that you know only about what one percent of Americans own fifty percent of all the stocks, and then of that, you probably have maybe really the top. Maybe you're looking at maybe the top ten percent of Americans are the only ones that really benefit from the stock market. I mean, I'm one of them. I mean, I have an entire business run off people, you know, investing with me. So you know, having all the market go up does help me. Uh, you know, and, but you know, it's not about me. It's not about. It's, it's about you know having a world for our children and our children's children that is not completely fake. I mean, everything they're doing to quote unquote help is just going to make things worse. And so what they should have did is let everything crash in 2000. I mean, it would have been nice, you know, when Luke and I were still in you know high school to take care of all this crap or just going into high school to take care of all this crap. But no, they had to. Uh, Alan Greenspan said, uh, you know, that they were trying to have a housing bubble to replace the dot com bubble, and then the housing then they needed this whole financial bubble to replace the other bubble and then now they need this whole debt bubble to then try to replace it's just we are in an everything bubble uh maybe besides not financial advice maybe besides gold silver uh you know at certain points crypto is not uh you know it's not all the time it's not always a good time to buy crypto but uh you know it's it's just this is a slow march into fascism i mean we're seeing the you know when you're seeing the state which is i guess the feds technically not the state but you're seeing the merger of the state and the corporations i mean what's that we all learned in school that that is you know some form of fascism but then the bigger problem though is there is no way to fix any of this stuff unless you get rid of the federal reserve unless you get rid of debt-based money because we have to borrow our money into existence which means we are high-tech serfs that are all basically owned by the federal reserve and so i don't care what little program you have over here or what little policy you have over here or little political football issue you're going to throw over here to distract all the sheeple this time because if you don't deal with the fact that our money is owned by other people that continually use it as a weapon against us and then play off both sides and then get us to fight all these little issues. If you don't talk about that, everything else doesn't matter. It's all BS. It's all crap. And, and you know, it's just absolutely shocking we're even at this point right now. Uh, and then, you know, speaking of shocking, we also have, this is actually pretty great, you've got Eric Trump, who this was, uh, you know, February 28th, and we'll play this out for just a tiny bit here, talking about how he's a super genius for trying to buy, uh, telling people that they should buy that initial dip in the stock market. I wrote a tweet in the middle of the day. I go, you know what? Just my two cents. Right now, like this second, would be an absolute great time to buy. And the market was down like a thousand points. Literally, I, I, I sent that tweet. The market comes back up another seven hundred points that day, right? And then obviously you go into yesterday, where it was up, you know, thirteen hundred points, and you know, and today, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I feel like I feel like a super genius right now, John. But. Super genius. So we got super genius right there in Eric Trump. So maybe he'll, uh, maybe, he, I, know, well, I, I don't know what the lineage is. It's supposed to be uh, Donald Trump is the presidency now, then he's going to get 2024, then Ivanka, then I don't know what the whole lineage is. But yeah, just play, having some fun there. But what people are buying, this is the last article I want to talk about, is this is out of Zero Hedge. It is visualizing the, uh, this is a really bad panda, panda, pandemic economy what are shoppers buying online during covid19 and then we take a look down here uh, we've got disposable gloves up 670 percent bread machines up 652 percent cough medicine up 500 percent soups dried grains packaged foods fruit cups weights uh 
uh, some vitamins, toilet paper, obviously, uh, toilet paper, dog food, those are all up 100%. And then we've got, you know, more, uh, you know, recreational type stuff like cameras, which is funny, that's down 64%, yet I'm talking to you from a brand new camera. Luggage, gym bags, party supplies, all that stuff is not in favor right now. So uh, there you go. But yeah, this is, I can't stress enough how important of a subject that this is. You know, I hate that we're, you know, droning on here about the economy. Well, I don't hate it. That's actually what I love and what I really like talking about. But, uh, but I just hate that we're that we're that I'm here talking about how this is the end of our freedom, the end of capitalism. I mean, capitalism ended a while ago, but you know now they've accelerated this whole pace. And once you get this is you know once you're it's the Hotel California, you can get into this policy, but you can never leave. We're never getting back to normal. The Fed's balance sheet is never even going back to where it was at four trillion. Definitely never going back to zero zero. And uh, it, it's yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation. We've tried warning people against this, and now it's just trying to I guess prevent things from getting even worse worse in terms of, you know, vaccine certificates and all sorts of other stuff. But that's all I've got today, uh, Luke. I'm not sure if you have anything else you want to... Uh, I mean, I mean and they're trying to coalesce us. They're trying to make us go along with it because they're going to give us a little check. Well, even just the distribution of that check, if you look at the way that the checks are going to be given to you, if you even approve of, of getting them, uh, they're going to be divvied out all the way... Uh, from July to September. That's when the majority of people will be getting them throughout that time frame. Uh, not in two weeks, not in three weeks, like the mainstream media and government are promising you. And when you look at just the bureaucratic logistics and just middleman, poor mismanagement of this even horrible temporary UBI, which again, chicken scraps compared to what the banksters and what the people who are responsible for this are getting. But, but look at the, look at what we've been, been going through within this, latest uh, crisis, $2 trillion more in debt that we know of. We still don't know about the full ramifications of the secret Federal Reserve bailouts and 17 million people out of work with many of those people still expected to stay out of work and to be joined by millions of others as the reporting is still very poor here. So yeah, perfect time to join with Tim Pichot. Uh I think I said it right this time. Boom, nailed, nailed it. Uh, I, I'm, pretty, try, I'm trying close. here. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I'm dyslexic too, but that's a whole nother story within itself. But perfect time to uh, team up with Tim to talk about the economy and what's happening here because it's more crucial and important than ever. If you believe that, share this video with your friends and family members. There's a lot going on, but we're going to keep an eye on it here on Change the News. Have we crossed the digital Rubicon? Well, some people like Bill Gates are trying to get us there as he, of course, is saying that mass gatherings may not return without a, quote, global vaccine. And to dis discuss that, plus the, the possibility of a skin medical ID tattoo, we, of course, are joined by Tim Peshot, the Liberty Advisor, to talk about Bill Gates, Nailed plus it. a lot of larger implications surrounding a lot of the craziness that we're dealing with right now. And of course, if you've been watching the boob tube, if you've been watching the mainstream media, you see a lot of kind of establishment elites kind of attack Donald Trump and other people who are promoting this idea of a malaria drug, possibly helping a lot of people talking about all these grave symptoms that could occur from it, even though the data is very conflicting of that. While, of course, they tell you that a vaccine's going to definitely 100% work and that all of our hope should be put into a vaccine or to Bill Gates. Now, of course, I am not a medical expert. You cannot get any medical advice for me. You shouldn't be getting medical advice from random YouTubers anyway. But 
this idea, even on its own kind of premise, that somehow a vaccine will help us deal throughout this current crisis that we're dealing with, well, even if we're looking at the official story, the official data even contradicts that. As we're looking, it's especially in South Korea, where scientists are warning in that country that this uh, uh, virus could actually spontaneously reactivate in cured patients. There are other stories all throughout the world, but scientists in Korea specifically have looked at 50 Korean patients who are testing positive again after beating the virus and previously testing negative for it. So these cases are coming out more and more. Some studies suggest that there could be a 14 to 17% reactivation of the coronavirus within individuals who had it previously before. Another reason why this should be questioned is the fact that many people, especially younger people, are being tested for the antibodies for this virus, and they're coming out with low antibody levels, which of course questions the possibility of them being reinfected again. But we're somehow told that a vaccine that's going to infect you with it will be somehow fine. Again, that whole entire, entire theory is put up to question with some of the basic understandings and scientific findings that we're finding out about the coronavirus right now. So even the official story from the official accounts is falling flat on, it, on its face and should be questioned a lot more than it is and not just blindly promoted, as, of course, Bill Gates is doing so. The man who brought you windows, the, the very unfair business practice, uh, just thing that is filled with viruses. The man who, of course, is also close to Jeffrey Epstein, the, you know, international child trafficker that, uh, you know, mysteriously, allegedly committed suicide in his own cell after he had dirt on all the politicians and famous people in this world that he was hanging out with on, you know, his child abuse island. But that's a whole nother story that Bill Gates lied about. <laughs> is not sharing any details about and still uh, does not want you to know about. But yet again, Tim, we're supposed to trust him and this vaccine that, uh, again, the official story uh, just contradicts itself. But that's information that you're not allowed to know, right? Well, I don't know. He's not from the government, so I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can actually trust him. Obviously, being facetious there, but I mean, just look how crazy this headline is: Bill Gates crosses digital Rubicon, says mass gatherings may not return without global vaccine. And so, I mean, this article goes on to say they've been waiting for the right moment to roll out their Mark of the Beast technology to remotely identify and control every single human being on the planet, thus sealing their plans for a one-world government. And we're not even really being that, uh, you know, really hyperbolic with where all this is, uh, you know, eventually going. And so, you know, in this video, he goes on to say, yep, Luke. Yeah, I mean, this is the same man, this is the same man Bill Gates, who hangs out with other eugenicists. Jeffrey Epstein, eugenicist, has secret meetings with Oprah, uh, Mike Bloomberg, other billionaires to talk about depopulation, talked about how we could lower the population with uh, more medicine and more vaccines. And he also backed a $1 billion plan to cover the earth in video surveillance satellites. What is this man up to? Why? What is this man doing? It? And why are people treating him like he's some kind of god right now? Sorry, <laughs> that, that's, that's another thing that I forgot to bring up in the beginning that I just needed well, to blurt out now. 
Well, another person close to him is obviously his father, uh, and his father was one of the, I think, a treasurer for Planned Parenthood, and you get into the whole real dealings of that. I believe a lot of their technology that they got from Microsoft initially was technology that was either sto- uh, given or borrowed from uh, Xerox uh, Corporation, that they, or maybe it was either Xerox or IBM, I can't remember which one, but I wasn't prepared to talk about that today. But what I am prepared to talk about is Bill Gates and his uh, you know, authoritarianism or, and march to uh, having world, one world government. And so, I mean, in this video, you know, he goes on to say, you know, down here uh, that essentially we can't have any more mass gatherings until we, you know, all get this mark of the beast. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't use that uh, that exact terminology, but he wants to have a digital identity. And so what this does is uh, Gates asked rhetorically before essentially changing the entire social and cultural makeup of the United States in one fell swoop, which activities like schools have such benefit and can be done in a way that the risk of transmission is very low and which activities like math get mass gatherings maybe in a certain sense more optional and so until you're widely vaccinated those activities may not come back at all and uh yeah then who's been helping him develop this it's been mit has been working on a quantum tattoo this quantum tattoo will mark you with an invisible identifier while also delivering a vaccine and can you guess who's the premier donor of the project well, if you guessed uh, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, then ding, 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 then you would be the winner on this one. So over here, you see a little diagram of what this uh, implantable uh, little microchip thing that they're planning on doing. And so MIT researchers have now developed a novel way to record a patient's vaccination history, storing the data in a pattern of dye invisible to the naked eye that is delivered under the skin at the same time as the vaccine. In areas where paper vaccination cards are often lost or do not exist at all, and electronic databases are unheard of, this technology could enable the rapid and anonymous detection of patient vaccination history to ensure that every child is vaccinated. Then we go down here at the very, very bottom of the article, and this research was funded by, ding, 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 Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations, and I got to have the Koch brothers too, and the Koch Institute support. Uh, then we go on, and we were talking before about Epstein. So Gates and his uh, Imperial College's Ferguson, who helped start this whole uh, coronavirus, uh, basically. Uh, I mean, I don't want to call it hysterics. I know Luke, I think, would uh, challenge me on that one. But if, if we go on in the article, it goes on to say, Neil Ferguson of the Imperial College of Britain is ground zero for the world lockdown. Uh, he projected that the death rates would be 20% of the population, and then he had to make he had to admit that he made a mistake. And then, who's the main funder of of this Imperial College? It would be the Gates Foundation uh, is funding this. And so then it, then the investment ties go on from there. So there, you've got this Generation Investment Management LLP LLP, a sustainable investment firm chaired by Al Gore with $25 billion in asset center management as of last year, has been working with Breakthrough Energy Ventures, chaired by, take a guess, Bill Gates, with another billion-dollar fund that invests in companies combating climate change. So Gore, and actually, this is kind of just a quick aside, but Al Gore's actual business partner uh, that that, his, that he's running the hedge fund with, uh, last name was uh, Blood. And so at one point, like literally their head, you can't even make this stuff up. It was called Blood and Gore. Like I'm not even, not even making this up, but I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I mean, to get into that tangent. But anyways, uh, Core and Greenpeace's Jennifer Morgan have been using Greta to try to further their agenda. And the movies that are that were done uh, by Bill on Gore and Bill Gates were both done by the same director. So we've got those ties. Obviously, uh, you know, we had already talked about his plan to cover the world in satellites. And now going on from the uh, richest guy in the world. Honestly, before you, before you, before you go, you go on there. I kind of want to add more to the digital certificate because I was just watching footage 
from Wuhan, China, where we're getting news reports of everything being uh, amazing and incredible. But one thing that really struck me is that this digital medical uh, kind of tattoo um, already exists in China and it's on people's phones. Um, and to now, since Wuhan officially opened and people are allowed to travel out, everyone's trying to get out as fast as they can. Uh, and already people are like, oh, China already beat this and they're doing great. Well, again, you look at the way that they're even handling the opening of Wuhan. It's it's uh, pretty eye opening as, of course, they have many screenings. Everyone has to still get their temperature checked. Everyone's whoever can wears as much protective gear as they can. Uh, a lot of people are just wearing entire uh, like biohazard suits, covering their eyes, wearing masks, wearing gloves, staying six feet away from each other. Uh, to go to Beijing, you have to get tested twice. And if you land in a major city, you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days if you are traveling for Wuhan. But one of the major things that was really eye-opening is that to travel, uh, to specifically get out of Wuhan now, you need to have a specific application that the Chinese government gives you that tells you your health. Yes. Yeah, so they literally, uh, to get out, you have to show them now your passport. You have to open up your app that spies on you, watches every single move that you do that's installed by the Chinese government. That's your medical certificate. And it tells you if you are good to travel or not good to travel. And you have to show this as it's, again, has its own artificial AI intelligence to determine if you are healthy or not healthy just based on your activity on your phone, which they could easily find out. And then if you're showing your certificate, if it's green, you get to go. If it's red, you don't get to go uh, based off this this new kind of draconian measure. And China really is the testing ground to a lot of this kind of digital medical certificate kind of stuff. And the way that they're implementing it uh, is eye-opening and the ramifications for it to be used for evil are huge. Now, does this mean you should still not take the whole situation seriously? As Again, as you've been saying uh you know, earlier, Tim, in a, in a, in a, in, you know, in your own way. Uh, no, I think you should be taking this situation seriously. The threat from uh, totalitarian governments is still there, and we need to take that seriously as well. So this is a two-pronged kind of understanding that I'm trying to get out there that, hey, let's be courteous to our older people and immune-compromised people, but at the same time, let's keep our eye open to make sure that our liberties that are being eviscerated as governments are just seeing as much as they could get away with pushing right now that they're doing that we need to wake up to the true reality of exactly what's happening. And that's also another big factor here that people need to wake up to. Yeah, you just nailed it right there. So, I mean, the amount of tyranny you're going to get is the amount of tyranny you're willing to put up with. And so if people are putting up with this, then they're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And so that's why, you know, it's important to you know help support independent media, uh, you know, especially Luke right now, you know, who has been, uh, you know, demonetized off of the main We Are Change channel. But, go, but moving on from the uh, you know, the richest person in the world onto uh, an article by the Washington Examiner saying broke 60% can afford up to three months on savings. Four in 10 would sell their blood. And that's uh, funny because now we got a picture here of Bernie Sanders. So he doesn't need to run any, run, any, run anymore because he's already helped. Uh, you know, the country's already been ravaged. So, you know, we've already got, uh, you know, <laughs> everything you wanted to implement basically. But taking a look at the graph here, this is perceived time span of living off current savings. And we've got uh, 12% could live less than a week, uh, 9% one to two weeks, 15% under a month, 24% one to three months, 17% uh, four to six months. Then we've got, uh, you know, very small numbers and only 13% more than a year. And then we're taking a look at, you know, savings between different generations and then uh, selling for survival. This is what people would sell to get extra money for. 
So uh, you got uh, clothing, uh, you know, women would obviously sell their clothing and jewelry, electronics, collectible, blood and plasma. Over, uh, over a third of people would sell their blood and plasma. Uh, you know, about a third would sell their furniture or gaming consoles. About 20% would sell their car. Uh, 22% of men would sell their sperm. And then, which is funny because it's right next to laptops. So I don't know if, it, if, it, if you get paid less if you have your laptop sitting on you all day. Uh, then you also, and it looks like uh, even 7 6% of men and 7% of women would sell uh, personal nude photos of themselves. So I actually think it's kind of shocking that those numbers are about the same between men and women. And, and, and uh, sadly, that's a huge rising industry as OnlyFans is seeing a large increase of not only supposed models, but also a lot of, uh, you know, males that are destroying our civilization by divvying up a lot of their money towards nudie pics, which, uh, uh, again, when I look at stuff like that and the statistics of like the, the, the huge increase of OnlyFans, the, stat, the stats are the nudie pics. I wasn't sure which one you're talking about. When you say we take a look the at stats, that stuff. Looking at the stats, I'm not impressed. Uh, I'm not impressed with society. And uh, just shows you how, you know, that that's all you need to know. Like, okay, everyone's losing their jobs, but the, the biggest industry are, are are women selling their, like, you know, private photos uh, on OnlyFans. And, like, People want to talk about uh, women uh, making less than men. I'm, I'm sure in, in that uh, in that regard, I'm sure the men are probably making less than women. Yeah, where's uh, the wealth income gap there, uh, right? Uh, yeah, but, you know, the, yeah, where's, the, where's the 79 cents uh, or whatever? I forgot what number they trot but out. But the male genitalia is one of the most devalued uh, currencies in the world. I mean, there's more of that and pictures of that than anything else. And just like any kind of economic, this is an economic show. This is, this is still relative. But just like, we have with oil, we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, supply out there. Uh, the demand, of course, goes down and the price of it goes down because there's a lot of it to go around. The same thing with guys' desperate behaviors and actions and genitalia that they just throw out there everywhere uh, because there's so much of it because, uh, you know, it, it, the value and currency of it goes down dramatically. So I think uh, I'm expecting also a similar trend to happen to... Uh, only fans and women later down in the market, hopefully, but uh, n not a good sign that uh, our society's screwed. Yeah, and uh, the other day we saw some comments saying that they like when we do unscripted shows. Well, all the shows we do are unscripted because we definitely weren't uh, planning on talking about that. And I didn't even read that entire article to write it here on uh, on air. But as we're as we're continuing on, coronavirus crisis legacy, mountains of debt. And uh, the full impact of this coronavirus pandemic may take years to play out unless you're uh, unless who is it? Ben Bernanke or Osama Ben Bernanke says it's going to be a snowstorm. So aside from him, uh, one outcome is already clear. Government and businesses and some households will be loaded with mountains of additional debt. The federal government government budget deficit is on track to reach a record three point six trillion dollars. Now, I was guessing it was going to reach uh, two and this was before the year even started. So I guess I even undershot that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just seeing, you know, and, and one of the big points I was, I was mentioning is if we as a country could not get our act together during the greatest economy in the history of the world and we were racking up debt and deficit, and all that stuff was exploding during the best times, then what was going to happen the next time we have a recession? I knew it was going to be all out chaos. And so I know I also would recommend you guys check out my Anna Capoco talk on my channel, uh, the Liberty Advisor channel, because it just breaks all this stuff down. I know I harp on it a lot, but it's all these different black swans, all things that we did talk about in there. But yeah, moving on to this next article with the Federal Reserve, there is a new uh, law where basically the Fed doesn't need to necessarily tell you what they're spending on. So they've got the secret $450 billion bailout plan. And basically what they used to do is they used to, uh, you know, they had provisions where they had different longstanding accountability rules. And uh, now 
Uh, basically, they don't even have to do that, and they can just you know spend your money and not have to tell you where it's going. But it's not really it's really it's their money, not your money, and we have to borrow our money into existence, even though they never had that money to begin with. That's a whole another uh, whole another thing. But all this is basically leading to eventually getting to uh, you know a spot where we're going to see social unrest happening. Uh, I mean, I think it's just you know very uh, clear that's where things are going when people don't have anything to lose, yeah. they lose it. That's uh, that's something that Gerald Salenti... I'm reading another headline now that says, after violent night, Chicago mayor puts curfew on liquor sales. I don't think that's going to do much for people who are struggling to make ends meet. We're becoming more and more desperate. We're going to have to go to crime to put, you know, uh, food on the table for their families or, or you know, buy new Jordans, whatever that situation may be. It varies, but... Uh, yeah, crime is going to go up and it already has it in places like New York City. As of course, less police officers are working because all the police officers are getting sick from the idiotic policies that they're told to uphold. Uh, go door to door, look, look for New Yorkers, go stop cars from out of state plates. Uh, idiotic, idiotic policies that are going to spread this virus. Um, and, and as prisoners are being released, as people have, don't have jobs. I mean, this is a recipe for disaster, Tim. Oh yeah, absolute recipe for disaster. And now I'm on a uh, Martin Armstrong's website, so he's a fantastic researcher, researcher ArmstrongEconomics.com. So uh, you know, so somebody had a, a question about you know all this Fed money printing and what's really going on with it. And Martin was saying at this point, this is not about stimulating the economy, helping the stock market, or even creating inflation. This is about trying to save the economy with the complete destruction of capital formation. The Fed is trying to save the economy while people like Gates and Fauci are trying to destroy it while claiming they care about people, which they do not. And again, this is a multifaceted issue. You know, uh, you know, Luke and I don't necessarily agree on everything, but you know, we did, we can agree that the government and especially people like uh, Gates and Fauci are trying to use this for their own uh, own purposes. Uh, so while we might have some little differences, it doesn't mean that we can't see the, you know the bigger picture of what's going on. And this whole thing has been, in Martin Armstrong's opinion, a political cue and is intent upon subjecting us to theories that have been behind the climate change movement. And so, you know, who knows? This could be, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of money is to be made in this whole climate change movement. It's a whole nother uh, subject in terms of, you know, all the fraud behind that. And that's, yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms that we're not going to get into today. Uh, and here we go. U.S. urged to go slow on easing coronavirus lockdown, even as jobless claims surge. If we go take a look at Drudge right now, it does say that the peak death is supposed to hit this Sunday in America. And then lastly, just want to talk about Walmart, Costco, Target are barred from selling non-essential items such as clothing, electronic parts in the U.S. And I think to you know Luke's point and Martin Armstrong's point and to a lot of people's point that this is going to help see the sows, so sow the seeds of destruction and getting more and more people who are already you know in this heightened state of you know not knowing where their next paycheck is going to come from, not knowing necessarily where their next meal is going to come from. We're seeing gigantic bread lines. We're seeing the breakdown of basically you know yeah. the, the beginning of civilization. And, uh, you know, not a great sign of things to come, Luke. Yeah, I was telling you guys all the way late January, early February, I was telling everyone on my main channel, We Are Change, hey, get get a bag of rice and beans. Just just trust me, get a food supply that's going to last you for a little bit. Now you can't even buy seeds in places like Walmart in Vermont because they somehow see seeds, you know, seeds to grow food as non-essential items. Uh, that's one photo coming out of Vermont. That's just absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, uh, now I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, it, it won't hurt you. It'll actually benefit you greatly. It's one of the biggest acts of anarchism that you could commit. And I'm recommending you do it. And that is, wait for it. Can, can you guess? 
Grow a freaking garden. It's also good for your gut biome. Yeah, Luke, Luke have you ever seen? Have you ever seen yeah. that there's a meme where it shows, you know, this is what people think anarchy is, and it's, you know, somebody like in a mask, you know, throwing a Molotov cocktail, and it shows this is what actual anarchy is, and it shows, you know, a family growing a garden in like their front yard or something and turning their front yard into a garden. Yeah, so, that's anarchy. That's that's moving away from the corporatism. That's moving away from the system. That's moving away from GMOs. That's moving away from just all the destruction of our society by the superseding butt munches that people call the elite. Again. Grow a garden. Try to grow a garden. If you don't have space to grow a garden, grow a little window garden. Uh, just it's fun. You have nothing else to do. You're inside. Order some seeds. Uh, I'm working on trying to get some kind of sponsorship with with, with uh, a seed company with a good sum. Like I'm betting all the seed companies out there, which one's the best, which one's not the best, which one has a good product, not the good product. Because again, we got to make ends meet here at the same time. I mean, we're not doing this just for the fun of it. We're doing this because this is our job. This is our work. So whoever does support us, whoever gets this video out, that's the best way to do it. Share this video with your friends and family members. You know, these, this channel is not even monetized yet. So uh, getting the word out there is more important than ever. We still have a lot more new, important news updates coming your way. So stay tuned, subscribe, click the notification button here on Change the News.